Hear the word of our Lord from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sex and Marriage series, and we are going to start talking about babies. Yes, that's right. Did you know that sex makes babies? Shocking. I know. Because our pornified culture has decided we need to separate the two. There is sex, and then there is babies. They turn babies into a possibility of sex so far removed that you get the idea that babies aren't supposed to happen. In fact, we are so terrified of babies happening in a relationship that we have a massive industrial complex for birth control, condoms, abortions, everything. We are willing to kill our babies in order to make sure we can just keep having sex. There is an anti-fertility cult in the world today. Anti-natalism is one term for it, but it really is anti-fertility because these people want you getting a vasectomy. They want you preventing overpopulation or something by having your tubes tied or getting an elective hysterectomy or going trans. Something like that. Eventually, if you ask these people and they're honest with you, they just don't want babies to happen. And when babies do happen, they ensure that they are punished for existing. What happens when you tell an entire generation of men and women, oh, you got to put off childbearing. Oh my goodness, you know, there's always time. And besides that, you don't want to overpopulate the planet. And do we really want to bring children into a garbage world like this? And, you know, oh my goodness gracious, do you have any idea how easily this can ruin your life because now you got to take care of that kid and you can't focus on your career? What about your dreams? You take an entire generation raised on that kind of rhetoric. When they do have babies, how are they going to treat them? They are going to treat them like trash. You are going to see a meteoric rise in neglect of children. You will see a meteoric rise in abuse of children. And you're going to see a school system, a media cultural complex, and an online culture that also traumatizes these children for life while teaching them terrible things. Because nobody cares about the kids. They've been taught instead to have great antipathy toward children. 
the infertility cult sees a child as a burden, and if a burden, therefore a permanent obstacle towards the supposedly more important things in life, which are pleasure-seeking, status-seeking, and virtue-signaling, as well as, of course, chasing the almighty dollar, hoarding wealth. The infertility cult sees a child as something that inhibits your opportunities to seek pleasure. You can't go on an all-night Rick and Morty binge with your Pokemon bong, sitting there going, it's Saturday, hooray, I can do it all night long. If you have a baby to feed, who's going to be up in the morning? And you know you feel guilty because the place stinks, and you got to take care of that kid. Oh, darn. Even in married couples, husbands oftentimes find that sex happens less often once babies enter the picture, which means you're not doing the deed as much. You have less opportunities for carnal pleasure, but also for status seeking. You got to spend time with your kids, and that means you can't spend all night at the office. You can't spend all night in a friend circle trying to look like you are better than everybody. You can't do the things that people do to put themselves on pedestals. Babies are an inhibition to that. And virtue signaling. Oh yes, you may know the mommy bloggers out there who get high on telling other mothers that they are inferior or that they're killing their babies because they didn't have their car seat backwards or something like that. But those mommy bloggers are ones who have adapted their virtue signaling addiction from what they were probably doing beforehand, which was lots of posting on social media and Twitter about how great they are and insert leftist political belief or boomer con cringe meme here. Babies get in the way of that. And of course, this is just talking from the ground up, from individuals who enjoin themselves to the infertility cult because of one reason or another, usually how we are brought up, how we are instructed. But somebody is doing the instruction, somebody who sees you as an economic unit. From our discourse on porn, I can tell you that yes, the system, so to speak, the people running this society, really want you to be a hedonistic castrati. You see, after you've become a eunuch, they want you to sing their songs, proliferate their message to the masses, and never make requests for paid time off for your children. You never ask for maternity leave or paternity leave, and you will never demand family health plans as a benefit to your career. They can just pay you enough money to go home to your apartment with your dog and your sex toys and to pay for your internet bill so you can get back to watching porn or having sterile, pointless hookups. Yes, they want that for you, and they've been pretty blatant about it in the past. Another reason for this, have you ever heard of economic magazines talking about the kidult phenomenon? Oh, that's right. 
adolescents that are not married and have no children have a lot more disposable income and they pay a lot more attention to the advertisements that tell them, hey, you're 10 again. It's the 90s, man. Want to play with some pogs? You want a new video game? Do you want to watch these movies? Hey, we made Cartoon Network shows a little bit more edgy. I'm sorry, I think Cartoon Network's dead as far as I understand it, but I digress. The point is you are a better mindless consumer if you do not have a family. They very much prefer it that way because they want all of your money, they want all of your productivity, and they really want your line to die. Because chances are you're part of some group that they really hate, so they're convincing you to commit societal suicide this way. Somebody might reply, Pastor, you are speaking in such a conspiratorial way that there's some shadowy group that wants this. Got a question for you. Some homework you can do on your own. Was the sexual revolution grassroots? Did a bunch of people, out of nowhere, just suddenly decide that fornication was okay? No, that is not the case. This was pushed on the common man. Hookup culture, which is more recent in our memory. When all these articles started talking about hookup culture, was that grassroots? The answer is no. People were informed of this and then encouraged to do it. Almost everything about the infertility cult is astroturfed to push it on the common people. Previously, the common people would have some sexual stumbling around until eventually they came up with something like monogamous traditional marriage for the sake of rearing children. Have you noticed that just about every culture around the world, whether Christian or non-Christian, has come up with the concept of marriage as the place to have children? As the institution and bedrock of society, all of these cultures and races and nations and countries, tribes, empires, everybody, forever, has come up with the idea that maybe one man and one woman should get together. And yes, you have polygamy groups out there, usually as a way to reconstitute society after lots and lots of boys die in war. However... The vast majority of societies have said, yeah, monogamous marriage for life producing children. It's just historical. But only in the 20th century, suddenly, do we find an antinatal infertility cult pushed on people. With the message that babies are bad, don't have babies, if you have sex, use protection, be on the pill, have a plan B pill just in case, and know the location of your nearest Planned Parenthood so you can uh, quote-unquote get rid of it when everybody knows exactly what you're actually doing. But enough about societal levels. We know that there are bad people in charge. There have been for a very, very, very long time. But on the individual level, what does the infertility cult mean to you? What is the point of it? If I were the devil and I was reading Psalm 127, I would hear, Behold, the children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. 
Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. I'd read that, and I'd get worried. Because the more people have babies, the more they have good marriages. Well, goodness gracious, I bet you anything, they're going to start recognizing that these children are blessings from God. Okay, we need to get rid of that. We need to make sure as few people are having children as humanly possible. And we need to make sure what children do show up in society, <laughs> well, they're taken care of, if you know what I mean. Because we need to make sure that generation is raised up to have even less children. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Oh, wait, that's right, the devil wants the worst to happen. He wants you, at 75 years old, dying of some chemical-induced cancer with nobody in your room. Oh yes, you'll be in your hospital room, alone, wishing your parents were still alive so somebody could be with you. Oh, your friends? No, they're not going to care enough to be there by your side. Maybe they'll send you a Facebook message, but you're not going to get any human warmth there. Of course not. The devil wants to make a wicked, ugly covenant with you. Hedonism, pleasure, and status, and money in exchange for your future. It's basically a covenant with death in exchange for pleasure, as Michel Foucault spoke of his lifestyle. And in recent years, as you can see, that covenant with death in exchange for pleasure has been expanded far beyond the borders of the communities Michel Foucault ran around in. I need not get into the details. I'll spare you them. The point is to rebel against the very first thing that God told mankind to do, which is be fruitful and multiply, have babies, have marriage, go have sex and make more of you, enjoy, and you get to have kids. My goodness, kids can be a joyful thing, can't they? Until you experience some of the bad sides about that, but we'll talk about that in a moment. The idea is to rebel against what your nature says, to rebel against what our God has told us to do, and to cut the knees off from society by striking at the very foundation of it, which is family. And I know, I know, some anthropologist in the crowd is going to go, <laughs> excuse me, monogamy just isn't the way we're coded, alright? Look at, like, toads. Do toads just stick with the same partner forever? How about these monkeys? There are apes out there and they don't do monogamy, okay? Have you ever looked at bonobos? I've seen bonobos. I mean, it's a matriarchal society, too, so I really like that. But bonobos. And, you know, dogs, they're just always doing it with each other in all sorts of manner. It, it really isn't about monogamous marriage for life, for children, and stuff like that. And the core assumption that these goobers make is that you are nothing but an animal. They don't believe there is a difference between you and a dog, or a bonobo, or birds, or toads. Well, okay, maybe not birds, because a lot of species of birds are monogamous with other birds. I digress, though. 
The point is, you are not an animal. Do not imprint the behavior of animals onto yourself. Every time we do that, bad things happen. Because we're not animals. Dogs can pork with other dogs all the time and never be upset at other dogs for cheating on them. Little Timmy's Cocker Spaniel can get it on with all the lucky and eligible lady dogs in the neighborhood and get two or three of them pregnant and he's not going to care one little bit whether or not Stacy's dog, Shania, you know, the bulldog, goes into heat a few months later and has a litter from another stud dog. That, that little dog, that Cocker Spaniel, is just not going to care. He's not even going to be thinking about it. But so many people get cheated on and it destroys their world. It breaks their heart. It causes misery and depression. So many marriages destroyed. So many dating relationships falling apart. And I don't care if there are exceptions to the rule like the swingers out there. Guess what? The exception to the rule demonstrates the validity of the rule. That we are not coded for sexual anarchy. The devil wants you to forget that. He wants you to imitate the dogs, the cats, the other animals in the world that have no sexual morals because they are animals, not human beings. He wants you imitating that because, well, he wants to spit in God's face. He wants you spitting in God's face. And he wants all of your society to just fall apart. The sexual revolution was incredibly successful at causing endless, untold, horrific misery on the entire world. We have all been molested by the sexual revolution, and no, CPS was not there for every single one of us. The sad thing is, newsflash, raising babies into little boys and girls into adolescence, etc., can be hard. It can be stressful. We all understand that if we have a couple of brain cells to rub together. Did you know that babies cry? My second child, my son, he was colicky. And that meant hours of just walking up and down the hallway, holding him, patting his back, helping him to get something like sleep because otherwise he was just never going to stop crying. My goodness, the colic was hard. And that's the easy part. Before they know how to talk back, before they decide to throw things at you, before the terrible twos hit, which is followed up by the terrible threes and the terrible fours and the terrible fives, you know, the fact that you're raising a fellow dirty, rotten, stinking little sinner like yourself. And then they hit puberty and it's just all bets are off. It's going to be really rough, right? That's where we get to the extra unfortunate thing is that there are many parents who contributed to the infertility cult because they resented having their children. Perhaps they had difficult children or life circumstances that made rearing and providing for children difficult. So they tell their kids, put off having children. I wish I had waited. The sexual revolution and the infrastructure revolution in places like the United States led to people spreading out more. They went out looking for strange flesh 
They went off to college. They went off to somewhere far away from their hometown, and thus they had no network of support to help them in raising their children, and that meant they had to go it alone. That makes having kids a lot harder when grandma cannot visit. When grandpa isn't there to fill the kids up with sugar on a Saturday evening so you can take your wife out on a date. When it's just you and maybe your spouse, atomized in some city or something, having kids and raising them is going to be more difficult, leading to tons of these parents regretting it. And instead of telling their kids that their kids were mistakes, they give them advice like, ah, put it off, find yourself first, sow your wild oats, and all sorts of crap like that. That did not help. In recent years, parents have been some of the worst offenders when it comes to contributing to the infertility cult. And that's leading to a backlash in the younger generations, especially us millennials and the Zoomers. You see, we grew up with the infertility cult being shoved in our faces 24-7. We were brought up with it. We were taught how to put condoms on cucumbers in sex ed class in middle school. We were given all the pornography you could shake your fist at. And we were told, eh, the hookups are just going to happen, okay? Like, wait on having kids. Establish yourself. Get settled first. And now we are starting to react with an equally stupid and potentially just as wicked thing. A movement that is a reintroduction of old practice. We're bringing back the fertility cult. And we're going to talk about that next week because that is going to lead to even worse disaster than you or I could even possibly understand. Certainly babies are a blessing in a marriage. They're a wonderful thing. But we've got people starting to worship having more and more of them. But we will get into that next week as we start to make the case for traditional families based on wisdom. But until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.